0: Welcome to the Inside the Junior Reign podcast. I'm your host, Ben Frank, and each and every week, we give you an inside look on what goes on behind the scenes of the USA Hockey Model Association, the Junior Reign. We believe in learning, we believe in age-appropriate, long-term athletic development, and we believe we have the responsibility to harness the power of youth sports to create better athletes, better people, closer families, and a better world. Thank you for joining us, and together we can make youth hockey a life-changing experience. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to the first-ever episode of Inside the Junior Reign, where we give you an inside look at how we deliver our mission of training and transforming our youth for a better future through the great sport of ice hockey. I'm your uh, host here and club president, Ben Frank, and with me each and every week will be Paul Esdale, our chief of hockey operations. Hey, Paul.
1: Thanks, Ben. Thanks for welcoming.
0: Yeah. Um, but now, before we get into this, whether you're watching uh, via live live stream or you're watching the replay, do us do us a favor. Type in a hi or what's up or a thumbs up something in the comment section so we know uh, you're with us and that we can interact with each and every one of you each week. Another thing, um, while you're here, like I said, whether you're watching us live or via the replay. Type in any questions you might have. This is your forum, our place, our chance to interact with you. Questions or comments you might have, and we'll go back and we're gonna read every single comment every week, and we'll be able to address your questions on this show, uh, on our weekly show here. So make sure you're commenting. Uh, We'll be checking all of them uh, every week, and we can come back to it if you've missed uh, if you've missed us on the live chance. A lot of the people that are what with us, parents and players, they might be at work or at school, so we, we want you to make sure you can get value out of this uh, from, from the replay as well. Um, now, uh, let's see here, so this is this our first show, so bear with us uh, through the rough patches. We're reading our notes, we're trying to make sure the live is working and so on and so forth. We're going to be doing this show every Monday at approximately 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 2 to 2.30 p.m., and like I said, the replay will be posted uh, and it'll give you a chance to, to ask questions and interact with us there. Um, to start off our uh, our first episode, Paul, I wanted to just introduce what we're doing here. Why we decided to make this show? Um, uh, did we want to be TV stars? Uh, did we just feel like feel like feel like getting on on camera? Why do we make this show for our parents and players? Right. Well, I think
1: hockey's our passion, right? I don't think acting is or, or public speaking yeah. really per se. I think we really want to give people an opportunity to. Uh, connect with us and be able to answer questions and really show what goes into a youth hockey organization And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that we do that maybe people don't uh, get to necessarily see on a day-to-day basis So we think it's a great platform to let people really dive in inside the rain and inside youth hockey to see what, what makes it and what's What makes it tick and hopefully people are interested and we, we can cover some various topics uh, from you know from kids from kid youth sports to all the way up to Parents and, and all sorts of things that cover the spectrum.
0: Great, yeah, and this is, you know, the technology, what it, what it is these days, uh, our chance to really, we just wanna be transparent. We wanna op- open our world to, to you guys, whether you're a, a hockey player, whether you play for our club or, or not. Uh, you could be from California, from somewhere else, and you found, found, uh, found our Facebook page uh, or our YouTube page. Whether you're a hockey parent, again, from our club or not, a coach, an administrator, a hockey leader, a youth sports leader, uh, that has some interest in certain topics, whether you, whether you're part of our club or not, um, come and, and watch, ask questions. Uh, we're, we're here to answer any question that that you might have about youth hockey or youth sports. If we don't know the answer, we'll we'll find it, and uh, just our chance to to really interact with the, with our, with our community and especially with uh, uh, players and parents from our club. Uh, we do have we're a large club. of 18 teams. We have three locations, um, and even when we're at the rinks, uh, when we're at the rinks for practices. People are rushing from work, from school, they have homework, they have off ice, they have on ice, and you don't always have time to, to dig in uh, to deep topics with people and deep questions with people uh, at, at the rink every day. And this is just your, you know, your chance to come on, uh, come on live, ask us questions, uh, come in the comments later, ask us questions, and we can address them and we can see what's on your mind uh, and things that you might have that we can, we can help you with and really also show you what we're doing, what, what's coming up and, and some things that we're working on. Yeah, I think it's a
1: great platform for us to learn as well. Uh, I think we don't know all the answers, and I think getting people to talk about what they're doing and what they see with their youth hockey experience, and if we can, uh, like I said, find some answers to those questions, then we can learn along the way as well. I think that's uh, great for everyone involved.
0: Awesome, yeah, and, and there's a lot of things, and sometimes we, we just, also to know, to know what things you guys have questions on, right? We might think something is, uh, is, is inherent that, you know, when we're, even if it's a certain drill that we do, or a practice plan, or a, a plan we have for the season that we we maybe understand because we've 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 designed it for the right. past three years and someone that's new there may be something about that they don't understand or they're not sure why um, and that actually allow us to, to have a chance to to find out those what those questions are so we can we can address them for people.
1: Yeah no question I think giving back giving back to the game and giving back to the people is important in providing value, right? This is a unique experience like you said with the technology nowadays you can really document this and talk right. about it and we can look back on it. And improve on it and and just be able to connect with people
0: better for sure uh well so so paul's been actually paul's been with us he's our chief of hockey operations now he's with us for almost six years i think a little over five years um he's just just come come into this role uh recently um paul uh tell us a little bit about where are the programs at this point in the season? Where we're where at? What's some some things that are that are coming up uh, next? Sure. So, the exciting stuff we got going on this,
1: this season, in the last couple of years, we've really developed our curriculum. And that's really, we've really implemented that at the younger ages, the 8U, 10U, and 12U. And we're now in week five of the season. So, we're starting some preseason games. We've been a couple games each team has played. And now, f- about five weeks of practices starting this week. So, um, it, it's really. Great to see already from week one to week five, especially the younger kids, where they started already in a month of how, how, how much improvement they've had. And um, we're really diving into the start of the season, now, regular season, we started a couple weeks, and we're excited about that.
0: Awesome. Now tell us a bit, so you mentioned week five, so um, tell us a bit how that curriculum is constructed, um, so you know what's happening in week five versus week one, uh, what's coming up in the future, how does that, Reverse engineer kind of how that
1: was created. Yeah, so looking back probably four or five years ago We you know, we've been to a lot of USA hockey conferences and I think about four years ago We were sitting at one of those and we were trying to figure out how to deliver a consistent product to families and a consistent experience Really, that's what it's about, right? We want to make sure hockey is the vehicle for for life for these kids and we give them a life-changing experience and that's why I'm involved and that's why I'm passionate about hockey because I know all the great experiences I've had, and I also know some of the negative experiences i had. And I want to, we want to make sure, as an organization, that we deliver great experiences. They have hockey, hockey for life, is kind of what we say, and make that a life-changing experience. So we—so when we're looking at that, and being at all the USC hockey conferences, there's a, great, a lot of great info, but we were just trying to figure out uh, how to put it all together and deliver that consistent experience for people, and deliver the right things at the right times, at the right age groups. And that was always a challenge. We didn't really know how to do that and the, the idea of a curriculum it sounds so easy yeah. now yeah. but looking back there's there and there and to be honest there's there's not a lot of hockey programs have a in-depth curriculum a lot of school pro, schools do and um but with hockey it's just not there really yet yeah. and and hopefully down the road it will be consistent all over the country but right now it's not and i know ho- usa hockey has done some thing and put out practice plans office honest and we, we modeled our program around that in the skill progression book and we just it was important to us because we knew that hockey training and hockey development had to be age appropriate. I think that's what we were missing out on. And every, every coach has a little bit different uh, uniqueness and we want to make sure that within the structure of, of the guidelines of the curriculum, you could, there's the teaching done there. And so, you, so all the kids would have the same experience. And, well, I
0: remember, I, sorry to cut you off, I remember back four years ago, whatever it was, when we were in that conference, and at the time we had 15 or 16 teams. We we're, yep. were still a fairly big club. Um, and a, a lot of, if not all of our coaches, had some high-level hockey background experience. Maybe they played junior college or pro, um, even some guys who played in the NHL. And I think you were you know, we were asking you some questions like, what's happening in on the ICE in the practices <laughs> next week? Do we know, yeah. do we know what's happening for squirt A practice? Do we know what the Bannon practice is okay. gonna do? And I have no answer, it, right? <laughs> yeah. like, I, don't, I don't know what, they, what, yeah. they got, what the coach is going to And it's not like the coaches didn't have any experience, sure. but I, don't, I also think, they also didn't maybe know what's gonna happen two weeks from now. And they had, they had hockey knowledge and experience where they could run a, a practice, and, but, but what we wanted to do was not just, okay, what went well in the game that week, what didn't, we didn't, uh, we didn't break the puck out well, we, our power play wasn't good, so now we're going to work on that this week for our 10-year-olds. Yeah. We wanted to have a more intentional plan on, because we, we had a lot of soul, search, soul searching a few years ago, sure. right, when we changed the program. It wasn't just about having, building hockey teams and then trying to win the game sure. on Sunday. It's, well, what are we here for? What are we trying to accomplish? And at the end of the day, it wasn't about our results, right, trying to finish first place. Of course, we love to win. We love to win and we want to win. But what are we really trying to do, right? We're trying to prepare these kids to become the best they can be all of them, not just certain kids, all of the players give them the opportunity to become the best they can be and pursue the sport to the fullest potential and, and, and let that sport serve their, their life, right? So if, if we if that's what we wanna do, how are we gonna actually intentionally plan out the year so that we're delivering what they need every, every moment rather than just reacting based totally. on what we want to yeah, accomplish? Yeah, totally moment. and I think it started with because we weren't I think we weren't happy with
1: ourselves and what we were producing. I think we were We knew we had some hockey knowledge, but so did some other guys, and we kind of put it out there. But look at my day three or or four years ago was, you know, answer a bunch of emails in the morning, maybe a couple phone calls, and then at 2 o'clock, I'm rushing the rink, trying to put a practice plan together, show up, and do the best I can, and and that was probably the best version of that. And we don't know what else was happening at the other other groups, other teams, And, and we didn't know exactly if that was right, and we were being very reactionary on... The Saturday, or Sunday game, yeah. and yes, Saturday, and Sunday game is very important, but we all know that 70 78 percent of the season is actually done on the practices, yeah. right? And that's the most important time, that's really where the development is going to happen, and that's why the curriculum was, and the evolution is so critical because we knew we had to deliver on that. We understand youth sports is expensive, ice time is precious, yeah. and that's why everything has to be planned out to T, And if it's not, if I go out there with a coffee in my hand yeah. and there's you know, 30, 40 kids out there, and I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to do, and I don't really know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a complete disaster. And it's going to, and it's going to waste a ton of time, and in turn that hurts kids' development, and if they're not going to hit their genetic potential, and then that decreases their passion. So it's a snowball effect. right? And I think for us is first before we got into that it was finding our why. Why are we here? And like I said, I was talking about giving back, but giving the best experience possible and maximizing everything. And I think that's where the curriculum. Is it's still in its early stages in its yeah. third year, but I think every year it's improved, and it will just continue to grow. And I think that's really what's evolved, and that's how important it's been. And that's now we feel better about ourselves. Sure. And I think I think I think we deliver a better product, and uh, yeah, we still can improve in all those areas. Well,
0: I think it forced us to ask ourselves some tough questions sure. too, right? Is we had to actually stop and say, okay, uh, what's where, what's the end goal for each, for each and every kid, right? What do we want? We want to make sure we don't know who's going to make it's a pros or college hockey, and not everyone's gonna choose that path, right? But we don't know, we also, we don't know who's gonna choose that path. Right. So our job is to give every single player the opportunity to pursue it as far as they want to. We don't want to be the reason why an eight-year-old who had that potential, maybe had that drive and work ethic at 14, 15 years old, they decided they wanted to become a top player, and they didn't now have what they needed for the last five years, and now they can't catch up because we've just been figuring out what we're gonna do when we get to the ring or just basically trying to win a game on Sunday, play this system, play these positions, versus what's, what's gonna help that individual player pursue the game of their, their first potential. So that process, right, we have to actually like, okay, so what does an eight-year-old need, not just this year, next year, the next year, how, is it, how do they build from year to year within the age groups? And then like, what are we doing and why? So yeah. guys like yourself and myself, who've been in hockey for yeah. 30 years, actually, well, I like this draw. Well, yeah. what, what do I do? <laughs> why do I do this yeah. drill? And what purpose does it serve? And it, does it serve the ultimate purpose? And you know why and how and when? And I think all these questions aren't normally asked. Yeah,
1: and I think it allowed us and, and, and forced us to dive into the science of it. Yeah. And I think that's the sometimes we don't really think about that, right? That there's there's actually science that says, you know, kids are open to certain windows of trainability, right? And they're right. optimal for physical capacities to grow. And that the, the two most important things for development is how we train and the environment and culture. Yeah. And if we don't have those and we don't even know what they are, yeah. then I, I can't sleep at night because I know we're not delivering a, a, the right program and uh, we want this to be something that makes impact on people's lives. And it's, it's so interesting because I deal with a lot of the younger kids now is that we, we know from the, 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 the research and the studies and, and the sciences that any kid can become a good hockey player. Yeah. He may not make the NHL, but if he does the right things on on the ice and he's in the right culture and environment, he become pretty good. Yeah, and he can take he can be a hockey player and and that can serve his life if he wants. He or she. And he or she, right? Yeah. Of course, if she is, of course, right. And that and that's the thing that sometimes I think there's a major misconception in youth sports or youth hockey in general is that you know people will see this kid at eight nine years old and say, well, he's not, he's a not a very good player. Yeah, and we and, and and really that and that frustrates I think me and I think all of us in general because we know that well it's not. The player's fault. Yeah. It's usually the coach's fault, right? They they haven't served the player the right way and given the right way to train in the right environment and culture. And that's those are some things that we did some self reflection yeah, on. Yeah. And you know we were too busy doing our college hockey drills, and because we were we were coaching how we were coaching. Yeah. That's just not. And we see that still today well, in I'll sports. Be, right? I'll be the first to admit,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, I I played college hockey and oh. uh, I had I had my staple of drills that. I love it's two on one flow drills and they and when they when the kids did them right, yeah, They looked at the passes were going and it was up and down the rink and the parents were like oh look it looks great. Yeah. It usually took them a little while to learn the drill, sure. even though they may not have been knowing why. Uh, and and when we started looking at we started going to those USA ho- hockey conferences, the NARS conference, mm-hmm. hockey directors course, and learning the science behind how to develop athletes and develop hockey players, we had to scrap all that stuff, right? And I remember. <laughs> I remember scrapping those drills and, and things that I'd done for years yeah. or things that I thought were great and not doing them and um, you know it's, it can be humbling it can be it can be hard to communicate to people why you've changed things and it can be hard uh, to get other coaches and things to actually step back and honestly look at what they've been doing is there a way to do it better maybe it's not the worst thing in the world sure. maybe it's okay yeah. but this will actually having the curriculum in In a structure we can stop and look at what are we doing week two what are we doing week 24 can it be better how can we improve it right and not being attached to our egos with I really like this drill this is the one I designed and how can we improve that yeah I think that's why when you're looking at a
1: curriculum and looking at the the contents of it the drills right it's you know it's always got to be age-appropriate and some of those drills you probably did they may be good for older age groups or maybe maybe good in in a certain station or or the ice cross ice or half ice or something that we're using the whole ice, right? They still could be good, right? It's how you, how you have that structure, right? And I think when talking about hockey drills and stuff, that's something I've been around my whole life. My dad mm-hmm. being a career coach for 25 years is, you know, especially at the younger ages and even up until 16, 17, 18, is it fun? Because if, yeah. if, if we're not structuring youth sports to be fun, the kids are gonna quit, yeah. right? And then we lose hockey players and we lose those kids growing up and having kids and putting them in the sport, right? So it's gotta be fun. It's got, there's gotta be an engagement level. Right? And, and it's got to make sense, like why are we doing it? It's got to be game related in some way. Whether it's a small part of a skill, where it goes from a block drill at, and then into something progresses into something that's live game action. It has to relate to the game. So that's fun,
0: cool. fun, age appropriate, yeah. and game relatable, yeah. right? How about, okay, so it should be fun for the seven year olds. What about the really serious 12 year olds? What about the 18 year olds, should it be, should it be yeah, fun? Yeah, it has to be fun, fun right?
1: Yeah. You look, it, all the interviews, like I, I see, Connor McDavid, um, Austin Matthews, I saw a great one in USA Hockey Magazine. Mm-hmm. He talked about his season. how oh, he thought he did a pretty good job with the Maple Leafs this season, yeah. last season, yeah. right? They made the playoffs. He said, I'm just trying to go out there and work hard and help my team and have fun. Yeah. Like, I, I, I almost see in every article, Sidney Crosby, all these well, I, things. Every time the nice.
0: guys retire too, right? They yeah. say, well, it wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. The team with Solani, when yeah. they retired, well, it just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. He's you know a 40-year-old millionaire, right? Right, and, that, and
1: that's the yeah. thing, right? It is passion is critical, right? And we talk about fueling the passion, right? Is yeah. kids, it has to be the right culture and right environment. Because if they don't have fun and they're not engaged, they're not going to play, yeah. and they're going to play something else. And we we understand that um, in, in the U.S. it's not ingrained in the culture as much as in Canada. It's getting better and it's growing in California. But remember, there's there's football, there's soccer, there's basketball, there's baseball, there's vo- there's all these sports, right? And then hockey is somewhere in there, but. We want to make sure that when we sign up for hockey as kids, like, it becomes theirs, right? And it's like they own it, their ownership of their their experience. Well, now there's also
0: video games and sure. YouTube and Netflix and everything else, right? Yeah. And so that that's, I want to just address that for a minute, sure. you know, the fun aspect. Yeah. What I think a lot of people don't realize, especially for the younger kids, is, you know, they can do a lot of skill development things and they can have great skills. But I don't, I think a lot of people may not realize how hard it is to really, make it, you know, like Division One college, major, junior, professional hockey, at any level, the amount of effort, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into that between the ages, you know, all ages, but especially as they get older and they decided that this is my path, I want to be a hockey player, I want to be a real hockey player, professional hockey player, that, you know, if they can be skilled, they can be big, they can be strong, they can be fast, they can be smart, but if it's not fun, are they going to put in the effort that's required to really take it to the next level right
1: and that's that's an intrinsicness right you have to it has to come from within to take it to the next level and reach those goals we understand that the the percentage is making even playing junior hockey even playing college is, is low right yeah. and that's why it has to be more than just i'm trying to make it i'm trying to get college scholarship like what does hockey can do for you as a young man or young woman what can he yeah. what can it do to help develop you as a person and that's that is really not utilizing your sports yeah. and that's critical and that's But they gotta love process. it though,
0: right? I mean, if they don't love it, if they don't love it, if, love it. Don't love it if it's yeah. not fun, if they don't yeah. just want, that's what they wanna do, they can't do any of those things, right? They can't make it because right. they won't put the work in, they sure. won't put the grueling work in. But also, like you mentioned, what else can we get out of the game? So we know that's one of the other things we had to decide on ourselves too, right? Sure. We, we each played college hockey, you, played, you went and played pro hockey. After that you were, you were a Division One All-Star in college. Um, uh, played, played a number of years in minor league hockey, over you know, pro in Europe. Um, we, we had to stop and look at ourselves knowing, okay, if 1%, if less than 1% of these kids that we work with, and there's, we, you know, it's about 300 plus kids every year times, we plan on doing this for our life. Yes. So we're talking about thousands and thousands of kids. Yeah. Are we satisfied if, okay, two make the NHL, and the rest of them, yeah. oh well. Or what do we want to make sure happens? Can we, what can we be happy with 100% of the kids that we work with to, to, to give and provide to them, right? And and how, and and, and and I. the reason I bring up the fun part of this is I think them loving it and having the passion and having the fun allows us to get all those other benefits out of the sport too.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why I'm involved in youth hockey, right? If, if for me, if it wasn't, if there wasn't a bigger purpose and a, a bigger mission, then if it was just, go on Sunday trying to win a couple hockey games and try to develop an elite hockey player and put him in the NHL, Um, you know, that's, like you said, the the odds are against it, right? So I think the model is that we're trying to give back to everyone that's involved, that everyone we can reach out to, whether they're in our organization or not in our organization, anyone that we interact with, that hockey is a great sport and and if done right, especially you sports, if it's done right, it can be life changing. And like you said, going back to the fun—the fun is critical. If it's not fun, they're not going to play anymore. And the other, the other thing is that we don't talk about a lot is maybe people don't understand. Sometimes making practice fun is harder than people think, yeah. right? If you go walk around a youth hockey r- rink, you may just see some kids standing around. It's easier to board so, in practice, right? <laughs> yeah. and that's the thing, right? Yeah. So so it's a million hockey drills on the internet, right? Yeah. So that's some of the things that we'll talk about throughout this show. Maybe is that uh, is specific drills on, okay, this is harder to, harder to structure than you think about how to make it fun and how to make it game-related and specific to the sport and to the game, right? And those are, those are like when they talk about used you say, after the Flintstone vitamins, right? It's yeah. those critical little things, those progressions, those, those manipulations of how you structure it and make it an age-appropriate that really gets, maximizes the development but also maximizes the fun factor. Yeah. And that's, it's critical That's it's from 6 years old to 18 year old, it's fun. And even like we talked about in college and pro, it's got to be fun or they're not going to play and, and if
0: they're having fun, when they come, if they want to come to the rink every day, because yeah. you don't want, okay, well, I don't want to go to practice because that's boring and <laughs> yeah. hard, but I'll just go to the games. Yep. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, and then the games, we have all these variables that we don't control. We don't sure. know how they're going to go. Maybe that player's not going to have success during that game. Maybe the team's not going to have success. Maybe they're going to get... Hurt, you know who knows what's going to happen but if they want to come to the rink every day and they can't wait to get to practice and they can't wait to see their teammates and they can't wait to play hockey and they can't wait to get home from school and play hockey right um now all that we we know that we can have six su- that player hockey can be success for that player and for that family the parents and the and the, the parents and the, and the kids and the siblings can have great memories with the sport they can they can love being a part whether they make it or not whether they put make play college hockey or not play pro or not it could be something that's a part of their life we, so we've seen uh, People who play hockey now, they coach, they help volunteer and coach with their their kid. They share that bond with their with their kid, driving to the driving to the rink and going on trips and and those types of and playing practicing with them at home and those types of things. And we've also seen, look, both of you, uh, both of us, we wanted to play in the NHL and make millions sure. of dollars one day. We played at high levels, but we didn't quite make that. And and even the majority of people that make the NHL don't have a. Li- it's not their lifetime career. They usually have there's only a few people that make 20 million dollars, 30 million dollars in the NHL, so usually there's something else in your life. Yep. Even, the guys that, but even the guys that do it, there's life after hockey, yep. right? So what's the sport gonna do for you, right? Whether you become a firefighter, a business owner, or a lawyer, or something else, we know we our, our career's in hockey, sure. our life is in hockey, even though it wasn't as a professional player. right? And, and the, the vehicle or the platform
1: hockey provides is those life skills we talk about right those leadership qualities those those you know understanding about discipline and accountability hard work grit you yeah. know all these things that it's it's such a great environment to develop those because there's so many variables and there's so many challenges yeah and without challenges in life and in your sports um, you're not giving your, 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 your daughter or son the best chance to develop and understand how to deal with situation and adversity right is critical I think Everyone, there's so many hockey stories at adversity. I have my own personal story sure. about adversity and, and if, you know, defying all odds and people tell me I would never make it, I'm too small, i too this, right? And that's why this hockey is such a great platform for that. So it's, it's a really neat thing and it's really something that it's, you can't replicate it anywhere yeah. else, right? And that's why when people are hiring for business down the road, they're looking for people that can be part of a team yeah. that are leaders, that have all these leadership skills that, Because they worked in an environment and think about the lifelong lasting memories and friendships you can make in sports and the connections and the networking and all these things that can spin off of hockey and and travel the world. All these different things that we've been able to do and other people can do as well.
0: I was at your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and, right. Who's who? Who are the guys that, that your wedding yeah. guys you played hockey yeah. with, or guys you met through yeah. hockey? Yeah. Whether it's Tom McVeigh yeah. or Keith or yeah. myself, right? Yeah. Uh, my wedding party, we yeah. didn't know each other yet, yeah. but it was all guys that I played yeah. I played hockey with growing up. And like you said, at pretty much every place I've been around the world, some kind of uh, hockey experience. Um, I want to uh, speak to you. Mentioned about how the, the less life lessons from hockey. I, and you mentioned your 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 story. We'll maybe sure. forget that for, in another show. Your sure. story and what you went through. There's, there's actually, there's, there's two pieces of that, right? There's the macro of the journey of being a hockey player, being on a winning team, being on a team who's not winning, making a team, not making a team, um, getting injured, getting through that, you know, playing different positions, coach having a hard time with the coach. Sure. But then there's also the micro part of it too, that's like day in and day out, uh, the, the lessons that hockey can, can teach you, right? Even just in a, in a practice or one, uh, one game on a weekend, You're you're at your maximal physical effort. There's stuff happening really fast. (laughs) You're failing constantly, right? You you lose the puck, you get hit, you get knocked over. The referee misses a call, and it's not fair because the guy slashed you and he didn't call it. Now you're, and now you took a penalty, now your coach is sitting you down for being on this, and you're constantly going through it. Now you have, then you get out, and then you have success, and you feel awesome about yourself, and then the next shift you fail again, and you feel bad. And you constantly have to go through this emotional rollercoaster and, and toughen up and learn how to handle it and work through it like day in and day out, every practice, every game. And think about what that does for the, for the course of that kid's life over 15 years of playing a sport. Right,
1: right. and that, that's the name of the game right yeah. there. That's why we're here, right? And that's, that's the thing, like you talked about, you can't replicate that. Yeah. And that's why having guidance along the way with good leadership, good, the right training, yeah. right? and the right environment is critical. Because it can go the other way really quickly, and you can you can lose self esteem, confidence. You can lose it if you're if you're treated badly or in a negative situation, and that's why you can transform kids if you have the guidance and the right leadership and the right program. And that's what we've seen, as you know. And that's why I'm I'm here because I've been able to be part of that and take a kid where he was, you know, maybe some lower self esteem or low confidence wasn't sure of himself and wasn't sure about his hockey for sure. Yeah. Wasn't sure about himself even in being in a social environment to becoming a leader in a couple of years to me that's that's everything. Yeah. And um, if we if we can do that, we're doing something right. And that that's why it's so exciting is that we have this platform that is
0: we need to utilize and that's why we're really here. And I want to f- just maybe finish with that is that, that that's the difference, right? The intentional having that intentional environment this gets back to our our whole discussion in the curriculum sure. and what we did three, four years ago with changing, with stepping back, what do we want to accomplish here? What's the intentional environment we want to create? Because like anything, like any tool, uh, hockey, the, the game of hockey, it, it can be a tool for, for life, right? It can be used, if, depending on what the focus is, right? And if we know our focus is on developing life lessons, how, are, how do we want a, a, kid, a kid or a coach, parent, to respond in this situation? We know that you can learn positive things from winning, positive things from losing, but, right? We also know that you can learn negative things from winning, sure. negative things from losing. Right? So how that's framed, what the culture, what the environment is, what's the intent, and so we can step back and look at, because that kid or that parent may be upset in a moment of winning, sure. or maybe happy in a moment of losing, or happy in a moment of whatever, but if we can focus on those right things and really have that intentional path, we can make worlds of difference. Yeah, I think it's
1: perspective, right, and being self-aware, I think that's critical for us, is that, it? you know, we know that we're trying to do good things for kids,
0: right, and we want to be part of their lives and be... Yes, you're back. We're back, okay. All right, a little bit of an internet feed problem there. I think that's pretty much, uh, we're at 30, about 30 minutes, we're going to do these shows in about 30 minutes, so we'll wrap up for week one. Thank you for uh, staying with us for week one, episode one, as we... Uh, iron out the kinks a little bit. We'll be doing the the Inside the Junior Range show every Monday about 2 to 2.30 p.m. Pacific time. Please remember, go in, uh, let us know you're watching, put in the comments below whether you're a replay watcher or live, put in your questions in the comments. We'll read through everyone and we'll bring up those questions uh, in our future episodes. Paul, anything to to ask? Sounds good. Send us a question. We'd love to chat